What is up, After Buzzers? Welcome to the first ever episode of our Dead to Me After Show. Today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episodes 1 and 2, Pilot, and Maybe I'm Crazy. We're talking Jen, we're talking Judy, and we're talking lots and lots of secrets. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What is up, After Buzzers? Welcome to the first ever Dead to Me After Show. I am so, so excited. I literally am obsessed with the show. I've watched it twice, all the way through, and it came out like what, two weeks ago? Yep. You know it's good when that happens. Um, I'm so excited to be joined by two lovely, lovely panelists today. First, we have Anais. Hello, everyone. I'm excited. Yay, so you. excited to have you here. And Mia. Hi. Your first so ever Aftermath show. It's my first ever show. I'm so excited. I'm you so excited. Great, so it's going to be good. It's going to be amazing. We really, this is, I mean, this show is, it's going to start off with a bang, I think, your Afterbus career. Because, I mean, this show definitely, I think, started with a bang. I think the writing on the show is so, so phenomenal. I think that's so evident, yeah. um, even from the first moment. Before we really dive into like the sort of nitty-gritty of the plot, I want to know what your guys' overall thoughts these first two episodes are. Like, What sort of drew you to the show? Um, what's keeping you watching? What made you want to you know, talk about this on this podcast? Like, What's really sucking you in about this? Well, I'll say, I mean, I knew it was going down when Karen brought over Mexican lasagna. Yes. I was just like, okay, that's how we're starting. This is going to be wild. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. It was really giving me, like, grown-up, like, Laguna Beach, like, big little lies. Yeah. Simple favor vibes. And I love, I, I'm a happy-go-lucky person, but I love a dark sort of show. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Yeah, I also like uh, dark humor and everything, and I just love, uh, you know, Linda Cardellini and mm-hmm. Christina Applegate, and then finding out that Will Ferrell was involved as well, I'm like, okay, I have to watch it. And I kind of do like kind of uh, just, I mean, the subject matter interested me too, so uh, yeah, it was intriguing, but um, I do, like, I'm really happy they made this show, because I feel like they dealt with something that's kind of, you know, heavy, like, dealing with grief and you would think like maybe a show like this would be kind of boring but or like sad not boring but sad but they have a lot of humor and funny moments so I just it's like a really nice balance I agree with both of you it's such a I feel like would be such a hard topic to sort of sell on paper but it works so well I was definitely picking up Big Little Lives vibes Mm -hmm. if any of you have watched the show I'm sorry for your loss on Facebook watch that definitely felt familiar as well the stylization of it is beautiful the shots are amazing so gorgeous the acting is just phenomenal like there's so many ways that you should just absolutely hate Judy and you don't because (laughs) Linda Cardellini is so great and she and Christina Applegate play off each other so well so I'm Mm -hmm. very very excited to cover this season in the show with you guys let's start off by talking about the first scene because I think it's just such an amazing introduction to Jen's character with like you kind of touched on before the Mexican lasagna and Karen (laughs) I think it just showed so much how she is not your sort of typical Laguna Beach mom in certain ways especially since she's been through this really horrific event and all of this trauma and I love how that sort of manifests itself in this interaction with Karen. What did you guys think of that scene? She's just... Christina Applegate is such a powerhouse. I feel like it really shines through in Jen as a character. Um, and you can just tell, like, right off the bat, like, she doesn't play games. Like, she'll entertain it a little bit. She was like, all right, Karen. She was nodding her head. She was like, that's fine. And then she shut the door in her face, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I already, I love it already. Yeah. And I thought it was a really good start because, like, I, I had mentioned how it's kind of, like, 
a depressing subject matter, but it started off with kind of like a funny scene, kind of letting you know, okay, there's going to be some humor in this show. Like, it's kind of like easing you into it. So, and it was just like a really good scene. And it's relatable too. I just feel like when, when someone passes away, typically what you do is bring food. Mm-hmm. And so you immediately like identify with it um, if it's happened to you in some sort of way. So um, I think that was a really good way to connect. Yeah, and so, they subvert yeah. it so much. Like, oh, you expect her to be crying or like hugging or, you know, saying thank you so much. But she's just like, She's telling it like it is. You're right. She doesn't play games, and I love that. And it adds so mm-hmm. much to the dark humor of it. Um, so kind of in Jen's little world, before we're introduced to you know the other characters in Judy and all of that, we meet her and her two children. So she has two young sons, Charlie and Henry, and they both are also dealing with grief in very different ways. Charlie is definitely lashing out and sort of, I think, is very similar to Jen in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I love how he called the other dad like a twat waffle during dinner. Yes! <laughs> That's incredible. And Jen doesn't even correct him because she's just like, you know what? Like, he's right i'll give him this one i thought that was so funny and henry is just such a sweetheart like he doesn't want to leave her alone you can Mm -hmm. tell that he's concerned Mm -hmm. um but i just want to get your thoughts on sort of their whole family dynamic as well uh i just think it's like you know pretty i guess realistic with like the rebellious teen and everything and i do love the names charlie and henry those are some of my favorite like guy names i know they're very like (laughs) british but i just love british guys um but um but yeah and then i also like you said i love like how concerned uh henry henry's the short the shorter younger one yeah okay it was really sweet so i just uh, i'm excited to see like how because you know they're gonna change and evolve throughout the show i haven't seen it i haven't seen the rest of it just to let you know i've only seen the first two episodes so yes me and i have seen the whole thing like (laughs) we said i've seen it twice but we're definitely going to try to keep this as spoiler free as possible so if you guys are watching our podcast like along with watching the show we're gonna try to keep it very very spoiler free for you guys so don't worry about that um it was nice though because you could tell jenna's struggling i mean she's crying on the toilet so i mean that tells you something is very wrong Christina she killed it though oh my gosh she's so good but I think the show really starts to really like pick up steam and you kind of understand what the show is during the grief group scene in the grief group scene Jen still has her sort of you know front up in this defensive sort of angry humor but then we meet someone who's very unlike her um, and that's Judy and we meet them during the scene where Jen's getting the coffee and Judy kind of jokes oh I made that like mm-hmm. why are you insulting me what did you think of um, Judy's introduction Oh my gosh, I thought it was so funny with the coffee when she came up. And I, I it, the first thing I noticed too, always in shows, is like costume. Mm. And Judy's like in all black and she's just fabulous and fierce. <laughs> and then you come, Judy comes along in stripes. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, I, I just think um, so much of the show, and especially just like themes going back to like Henry and Charlie too, it's just grief just plays out in so many different ways depending on who you are and what type of grief it is and loss it is. And so you see like, this kind of like day and night and like dark and light and they play off each other very well and I think that they complement each other and then it's very important and you see it off the back like you already know like who they're gonna be Absolutely. almost from the very first moment they meet which is cool abssolutely yeah like I yeah I definitely noticed like just for right from the start like okay she's very more like free spirit and everything just like from the wardrobe her you know just like her sense of humor and everything and it's like okay let me see how you know these characters get along and uh, that's one of the things I do like about the show is that how they showed how, you know, 
people deal with grief in different ways. Some deal with it quicker than others, and it's kind of. I hope it makes people just be more understanding, uh, just with other people in general, because. I'm more of a, you know, I take a long time to deal with my grief, and I've had people, like, give me a hard time about it. So just, you know, people, some people get over things quicker than others, so hopefully, you know, it, it makes people think about that a little bit more. So I like that. And I will say, too, you know, you know the saying, like, opposites attract. Yeah. So clearly, like, you see them, and you're like, they're so different, but how do they become best friends? Like, how do they get along? And I'd say, I think, like, that that kind of layer, they're both very sarcastic, mm-hmm. and they kind of, like, they have dry humor. So I feel like they get along, they have fun with each other, um, which is also super refreshing to see, too. And the the show, the, what's the name of the show that they, like, bond it's, um, over? Oh, yeah. Life in Pieces? No, the one that no. they're, oh Something my gosh. Something on Life. Life in, oh gosh. So I it was on I, Nick I, and Knight. Yes. Yay. And uh, Joe and Blair and mm-hmm. Facts of Life, right? Facts, Facts of, of Life. Life, life in Pieces. I was like, yeah. I knew there's Facts a life, life in there somewhere. <laughs> so, and also, that's the other thing I noticed, too. It kind of shows you, like, no matter, because they have an example of this in the second episode, too. I'll talk about it later, but, like, you, like, you can be very different. You have two very different people, but I feel like the more you get to know somebody, eventually you're going to find a commonality. So, I you know, that's something just to take in life. I want to know their signs. Their signs? I'm all <laughs> the horoscopes. I'm the like, she must be an Aquarius rising moon girl. They also I don't like know. the Entenmann's cookies. So, <laughs> yeah, cookies, cookies, facts of life, bringing people together. So yeah. It's so great. And I love, I agree with you. I like this, like, very specific things that they bond over. I love the sort of, the fact that, like, pop culture and, like, their sarcasm and sense of humor mm-hmm. is the thing that binds them because yeah on paper these two should never work like they're completely different but it is that commonality and finding that common ground and the fact that grief you know just having such a huge losses in your life I mean a lot of people aren't going to understand that unless they've also gone through it so I think that you know having that sadness as a sort of uniting factor is really just such an interesting topic and just such a cool thing to sort of build a show around and having two like a female friendship I think is Mm -hmm. so incredible like I am just obsessed with it feels so authentic to me it does and the fact that you can get these two you know female characters and they're obviously very flawed like very (laughs) flawed very but still so like you care about them so much and they feel real and they they don't Mm -hmm. feel like caricatures I thought was just Mm -hmm. so cool and so refreshing because I don't think there is a lot of shows who are writing females Mm -hmm. and female friendships this well and like this refreshing to me at least Mm -hmm. um but let's dive in a little bit more to the things that they do do together obviously they have the watching tv moments which is some of my favorite scenes um and then judy or jen shows judy her form of therapy which is the (laughs) screamo music in the car Mm -hmm. were you guys surprised by this choice or did you were you like oh yeah that's jen no, I'm not surprised because I. That's what I do. I literally do that same thing. So I'm like, that is my girl. I like when I get mad or sad, I will blast heavy metal. Like, I don't care if anyone. But my the windows are down. Like, I yeah. want people to hear my. <laughs> so I go a little further. So I actually done that. So like, I was like, yes, I love her even more. So I was it was the acting was just flawless. I think especially here is when you see how just. Gosh, she's so good. Christina Applegate's so good. Because, you know, like, you hear the music, and when it cuts to that scene, you think she's going to be, like, jimmy, like, headbanging, like, windows down, like you said, but she's just so, like, so beautiful. She's, like, she's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, scream on music, and she's just like, uh, and uh, then I just uh, love, like, this is like, hilarious. Judy's just, like, staring at her, like, just her, like, it's, it's <laughs> she's, so like, a little scared of her. <laughs> she's, like, trying to be supportive. Like, you can see her do, like, the house now. She's like, mm-hmm. like, she's trying to be, like, yeah, this is great. Like, love this. <laughs> yeah. Relatable. So funny. And I also love it when they go, just, like, smoke 
weed on the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is just, I love it. Like, they can just yeah. be relaxed for, like, mm-hmm. a hot second and, you know, kind of give each other crap back and forth, which is which is great. It just, mm-hmm. it shows, like, their sarcastic nature again, which is just really beautiful and, and really fun to see. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, it doesn't just, it isn't all just flowers and rainbows because... Um, you know, Judy's obviously going over to Jen's house a lot, and they're using her beautiful backyard, by the oh, way. The oh real estate in the show and oh, the costume. I live in all the houses. It's just incredible. It's just oh, obsessed with it. So good. But we finally get Jen finally going over to Judy's house based on the picture that they, they exchange pictures of their husbands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she goes over to that house, and it turns out... That Steve is very much alive and not dead at all. What was your guys' reactions to that? Well, first of all, James Marsden opened the door. Incredible. And I was shook, okay? <laughs> like, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know he was even, I didn't know he was in this until oh. he opened the door, and I was like, I love Hello? him. Number one, love him. But then also, I just was like, Oh, Judy. Sam. <laughs> Judy girl, why'd you have to do that? Yeah. That's so, the first thing I thought of was Jen because I was like, oh my god, like what's gonna happen? Like she's gonna find out. And mm-hmm. to like, I don't know, to let someone going through that. And they just, on the beach, they had a conversation. And Judy, or Jen was like, you know, I, I just, it's so hard to go through this because. And relate to somebody because most people come to you and they say the wrong things mm-hmm. or they don't they don't know how to relate to you and it's just awkward and she's like I think we don't have to try and then she has someone and then I'm like oh my gosh it's gonna be taken away it's uh, just a lot I, for me I was definitely surprised I did not see that coming I I knew Jason Marsden was in the show but I didn't know like I mean I oh I I thought he I thought his character said obviously because of the picture earlier mm-hmm. but yeah so I was just uh, really surprised I'm like oh shoot you screwed up girl because. <laughs> If you had done to me, uh, I yeah definitely would not be happy. So yeah, I think they pulled off that twist so well because you didn't mm-hmm. see it coming. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that everyone like was fully in it. Like, oh yeah, it's like poor yeah. Judy, and then the fact that they kind of twist it on its head there was insane. And I love how Jen's revenge is like, well, let me sell your house then, and get you away <laughs> from the stalker. I'm like, this is a career woman, and I appreciate the boss yes, move. Yeah. Get the job done, girl. <laughs> yeah. But also, who opens? The, I realized this. I was like, what time period is this? Who opens the door to a stranger at that? I mean, that had to be late. Yeah, did he even look through the people? I don't know. Maybe but he has I was one like, of those huh? like cameras. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He probably does. I mean, that the house is nice. Insane. He should have a camera. That's a very good. And he's point. probably like, oh, I should probably he should only look that dangerous. Okay, you know. That's very true. Yeah. But, wow. Like, what what a twist, you guys. And Mm -hmm. so I was, I mean, I feel like everyone is, like, immediately Team Jen then, obviously. And so when she Mm -hmm. storms into the group therapy again and she starts screaming at Judy, I mean, you're kind of on her side, I think. It's very easy to be on her side. And I don't know, at least for me, I was thinking from, like, a writing standpoint and from, like, an acting standpoint, I was like, how are we, you going to get the audience, like, back on this character's side? Because Mm. that's, like, a pretty Mm -hmm. major thing to lie about. And then they go into the fact that Judy's actually has lost, uh, has experienced a lot of loss in the form of miscarriages. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only did Steve break up with her, but he broke up with her after she's had her fifth miscarriage, which is... So, so sad, and I think that Linda Cardellini played that scene just so well, and I feel like you could feel her hurt so much, and so I I at least was immediately like, okay, I trust her again. Did it take you guys a second, or were you on her side immediately again? I would say it took a second, but also I think um, in that moment, I think 
it, like the first bits of realizing that Judy has, like you said, these characters are flawed, but she has good in her because mm-hmm. she wasn't embarrassed. It didn't it didn't seem like in the slightest. Like she, you know, she could have been like, oh my god, why are you doing this here? Like what's going? She was just like, Judy, are you okay? I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. Like I want to make things right with you. That's all she cared about. And so you can tell in the moment she was a good friend. So yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't too hard for me to get back on her side. That's but. so true. She's not defensive. She She's just like, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm, I messed up. Yeah. And that, I think you're so right. Yeah. That is such an important part of her character. Mm-hmm. Like, she owns up to it. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, um, that, all, yeah, like, I agree. That definitely helped. Like, she realized she was wrong. She, you know, that's what you should do. <laughs> you know, you're trying to apologize and everything. Um, and, yeah, when I found out about the miscarriages, I did start feeling bad for her. The only thing in the back of my mind, I'm just like, I hope she's not lying about this too. Because yeah. yeah. now, once you've already burned somebody once, if you burn me once, I'm gonna be a little bit suspicious. <laughs> so that's in my, the only thing. I'm like, please don't lie about this too. Because if I find out you were lying about this, mm-mm. <laughs> you know. So uh, as far as I know, she wasn't lying because of episode two. So <laughs> everybody in the group was on Judy's side. I was just there was gonna say girl. she was like Carol. She was like, Carol. Yeah, Carol. Yeah. She was like, yeah, Carol. And then everybody else was like give her a chance to talk. Like, this woman's hurt, you know? Well, yeah, I do agree with that issue. Like, you know, both sides should be able to, like, you know, give their side of the story. So I was kind of like, it was nice that, like, they were trying to, like, they were there to kind of calm Jen down. Because I understand she's mad, but also give her a chance to explain, you know? I think that's important just in in life, you know? Hear the other person out, what, you know, because then you find out why she did that and she did experience loss she didn't experience the loss that mm-hmm. she had said originally but five miscarriages that's pretty bad so yeah she did deserve to be in the group yeah I definitely agree and I like that we do get Jen she sort she comes around like and sort she of apologizes quickly. to her for yes. like saying like oh I'm sorry that you know I said you didn't deserve to be there so they both apologize so yeah but, for sure and for I Jen. love how we get Jen, like, specifically helping her with, like, the fact of the actual miscarriage because Judy's sort of like, oh, I don't know if I, you know, do deserve to be here. Like, I don't know if it is as big as loss. And she's like, mm-hmm. I think it is because mm-hmm. you fell in love with that heartbeat. And I thought that was just a really yeah. beautiful oh, moment. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because not only does the show deal with, you know, grief and being a widow, I think that it's very underrepresented on television to see women who are dealing with, you know, having trouble getting pregnant or miscarriages. And so mm-hmm. I love that they wrote that into her character as well and we see her sort of healing through that in a really like organic way throughout the series too Mm -hmm. which is great however (laughs) that's not the only secret that judy's been keeping we find out at the end of this episode i almost forgot we yeah (laughs) yeah we get the big big reveal that um she has a person-sized dent in her car that jen has been looking for um, so we are to assume that she's likely the one that oh. killed Ted. Yeah. Where was your head at when you um, saw this big reveal? <laughs> Where just we are now. Yeah, yeah, 100% like, no, speechless. Like, Judy, you just got me on your side. And not that I hate you now, but it's just like, no. Like, Judy, no. Why? Why? Why did it have to be you? Because, you know, it's like, maybe maybe it's not her. Maybe it's like a coincidence, but it's like, why else would it be there? Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, dang. So, <laughs> yeah. I will say this. I was more surprised at the dent than I was when I found out, like, Steve was alive. Just because of her behavior, kind of when they were on the phone. Like, Judy 
is a good listener, and Jen really just talked the entire time. Mm. I remember I watched when I watched it back a second time. Like you see the clock oh. on her bed t- on her bed table, and it's literally like they start talking at twelve a.m. and then the conversation ends at two. And the last, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, like oh yeah, what's show me a picture of Steve?" Like I, I think. Jen is going through a lot, so she's very in her head, and you know she has this outlet where she can talk to someone about it. But uh, you know, Judy like doesn't really, you know, at that point, it's kind of hard. And yeah. I mean, you can tell that, like, yeah, um, Judy's more of the listener because in the group, the guy was like, "Didn't you know that?" Yeah, you know, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I was talking the whole time. I never yeah. actually got to know Judy that much. Just you know, exchange pictures of her husbands or fiance or whatever." But, I yeah. think that's such a good point because they bring out different parts of each other too. Because mm-hmm. I think Judy is usually the sort of like more open one, I would say, and so she is like a very good listener for Jen. But Jen finally falls asleep like when they're on the phone, and she's like, "Can you stay on the line with me until mm-hmm. I fall asleep?" Which yeah. is something that I don't think she's been able to do for months now. Yeah, and long so the time. fact that. Judy has that comforting presence with her, I think is just like really cool and shows the like nature of their relationship. Like they, you know, bring out those different sides of each other, which is really cool. Yeah. Before I move on to episode two, um, there's actually a lot of really, really cool stuff happening here at AfterBuzz. Mia, can you so tell us? So cool. Yes, guys, before we move on to our next topic, we just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. It's so cool what we get to do here, and especially it's my first time. Yeah. Just so fun. <laughs> um, but we really want to continue to grow, and we would love your help. So if you're on YouTube right right now, which I hope you are, uh, make sure to hit that thumbs up, give us a like, hit the subscribe button, come back every week. Um, and if you're on iTunes, give us five stars which would be pretty awesome. We love a five-point star. The other ones don't work. Yeah. You can't push them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no matter where you are, leave a comment. We love engagement. I love engagement personally, too. Like, I think it's the heartbeat of a show, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Just talking to each other. That's what we do. We're talking about TV. Um, So leave a comment. um, Tell us what you think. Um, And, yeah, it's meant so much to all of us just to be here and we support you and you support us and it's just so much fun. Um, So, yeah. Thanks, Yes. Em. We're going to keep enjoying the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mia. You're welcome. Let's move on to episode two, because the plot just keeps on thickening. Whew. So we get um, Jen's children again, which is great, but now they're in sort of a different situation because Judy is there, and I think pretty predictably, Charlie is not mm-hmm. the most thrilled about this. I love the fact that he brings up the fact that Jen's not so much of an excellent <laughs> judge of character because of the babysitter they had that like stole money and was on drugs, which is so funny. And that's another part of that dark humor. Because yeah. he's like, she's like, oh yeah, she's uh, she's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah. Incredible. But I do love the fact that throughout this episode, we do see <coughs> Judy also starting to bring out a different side of Charlie in a way, kind of like she mm-hmm. does with Jen. Um, Charlie is very closed off and sort of cold towards her. But then, you know, Judy kind of sort of, you know, has that banter with him as well and shows that she actually does care about him and what he has to say. What do you think about their relationship? Because it does feel a little bit, you know, either friendly or maternal in certain ways, too. I love that scene with them because it it also had um, kind of what I was talking about in the last episode, how, like, you know, to people that maybe, like, they don't like each other or maybe they might not get along. You just They found a commonality pizza and weed okay so, 
that's the key. You talk what to else? someone, <laughs> you think you're not going to get along with them, but, you, you know, try to find out. There's got to be at least one or two things you guys have in common, and then you can be friends. So, yeah. And I was really happy that, like, finally he kind of started to warm up to her because I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't, like, hate her the whole time. And he's like, oh, like, all mad the whole <laughs> series. So I'm like, yeah. And I just thought it was, like, a very well-acted scene between both of them. So, yeah. It was good. I would say I... I took more interest for me personally in the relationship, like, the mom and son relationship mm-hmm. with, like, Jen um, and Charlie, just because that's always fascinating to see how people, like, raise their kids, you know? Yeah. And, like, my parents are like, like, we don't talk back in this house. So, like, I love oh. that she's from Brooklyn, like she said that in the first episode. <laughs> and, like, she was not just, like, feel your grief however you want. Like, you can walk all over me. She was, like, pushing back. And, like, I was like, that's really, like, fun that they can, like you said, have this banter. But at the same time, she did, like, without saying it. It was, like she knows he's going through a lot and she's going to let him like be angry and kind of mm-hmm. deal with it how he needs to yeah. and say what he needs to but at the same time she's not just going to be like a total like floorboard of a mom which I yeah. thought was like pretty pretty interesting but absolutely yeah. I totally agree with you it's so interesting to see you know how to how they do sort of interact and how that um string of like sarcasm and sort of putting up walls like definitely runs in that family <laughs> yeah. you can see you know passing on from mother to son and um, I don't want to give too much away spoiler-wise, but we don't see, we don't ever actually see flashbacks of Ted in this mm-hmm. season. So I would be really curious, maybe in season two, because I'm sure they're going to be renewed. Ooh, I would yes. be really interested in, like, the whole family dyma- da- dynamic yeah. through sort of flashbacks in that way, which I think would be really Ooh. cool. Yeah, I wonder, if, that I was wondering if maybe Ted, like, uh... Oh my god, Charlie? No, Henry's the younger one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Henry so is. is more like the dad. Like if yeah. the dad was more like him, because he's a little sweeter, and, and Char- um, Charlie <laughs> is more like Jen, because you know we don't know much about Ted yet. Yeah. I mean, at least I don't. <laughs> I think that's a super fair <laughs> assumption, and yeah, maybe because I'm like, where, where did they get those, those traits from? And Absolutely. he seemed to be a good dad too, because he played the game with them. I remember at one point during dinner, he was like, "I miss dad. He like, cooks. he needs to make yeah. dinner. Like, mm-hmm. I miss his food yeah. and all that stuff." So. He seems like you know very loved. So obviously, he seemed like a very good, you know, good man and such a loss, you know, because he's like, "Why? Why did our dad have to die? You know, why not the twat waffles?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, he was not a twat waffle. So absolutely, <laughs> and I think that it makes sense that. Jen does have a hard time, especially going into that guest house, because there is so much of Ted in there with his, um, you know, musical instruments and things like that. But at the same time, it's very hard for Judy to sort of adapt to an environment like that. Not only is that sort of uncomfortable around, but I mean, the fact that she was involved in (laughs) this murder also definitely does not help the matter at all. Um, I thought the scene where she was like, yeah, I'm fine, and, like, smiling and, like, crying at the same time. I was like, she is such a good actress. I mean, we keep reiterating that, but just to be able to pull off those two conflicting emotions at once was so just incredible to me. Um, What were you guys' thoughts about her, like, walking into that guest house and having to see all of the, you know, mementos of what he left behind? That's so heavy. Yeah. And she, I remember she was, like, sh- like shaking, not even, like, phys- like, she just was like, oh, my God, ooh, like, eerie, eerie, like, this is so weird, and I think it really settled in, and I think we really got to see that sweet side of Judy again, where, like, she, like, actually does feel, because I feel like a sociopath yeah. would walk in and be like, mm, Yeah, who cares? Got one over, like, I'm living here for free now, you know? Yeah. But she was, like, actually, like, oh, this is, like, really disturbing. Yeah, because it's, like, you know, this man isn't here because of me, basically, like, yeah. That's and the sage... 
Is oh my sage? gosh. Yeah, I think okay. so. Whatever it was. I love like... Jen just like looking through the window and being like, what did I do? Like, yeah. what is happening here? That's so funny. Oh, like, of course that would be like, that's like their entire brands right there. It's her just yeah. like staring and being like, what? And Judy just like having the music playing, oh, like mood. dancing around. I thought it was so good. I do like that Jen finally does get the courage to sort of go in there and mm-hmm. does want to sort of clean it up for mm-hmm. Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that scene was really impactful and we do get to see more of the interaction with her sons. I love and we are introduced to the gun as well, which I mean you know the old saying, like if you introduce a gun, like it's gonna have yeah. to become important. And yeah. so I was like Ooh, like I was cringing a little. I was like, this is gonna this is gonna lead somewhere. You just yeah. know it is eventually. But not yet. Basically all that happened was Charlie saying that he wanted to take it. Jen He's the man of the house now. Yes, I loved yeah. that scene. I wanted to kind of bring up Me the language too. in that too, because it was like, Yeah, I'm the man of the house. And I love how Jen just shut him down. Me too. Mm. I'm like, yeah, she she's was like, like, like you're a child. Patriarchy. You know, I'm the adult. I'm, I'm like, the yes, woman of the house. Yes. Like, that is right, Jen. Yes, mm-hmm, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love the fact that Charlie kind of just played her because he wanted the drums the whole time. I was like, that is such... Like, Charlie acts like he's this adult. But like, that's a, such a child move, and I really appreciated it. <laughs> he's a smart cookie. Yeah. He hustled her so hard, which I thought was hysterical. But oh at least gosh. she realized it right away, like, oh, shoot, I just got played. That's okay. <laughs> like, she's so smart, too. Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, we're gonna be hearing those drums for a lot of nights, a lot of nights. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I just want to say, shout out to C, somebody from Brooklyn, I guess. They gave it a th- Brooklyn a thumbs up, and they said, um, Brooklyn, yay. And then, like, for some reason, I can't see the name right now, but somebody said that they just binge-watched the season, and they just happened to come across this panel. Amazing. So oh, that's watching. amazing. Stick yeah. around. Thank Share your you. thoughts. Leave a comment. Like, it's such comments. a good show, and there's so much to sort of dissect, I feel like, with this show. because So many themes. Yeah, so many themes, so many little Easter eggs mm-hmm. and little foreshadowing. I watched it twice, and so yeah. watching oh. it the second time, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I should have known! That face, oh. though. It's the crazy. faces they make. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's so crazy. It's so good. I thought it was really, really interesting, the fact that we were sort of focusing on how there was so much Ted in the guest house, and then we have the opposite sort of happening when mm. Jen goes to sell Steve's house, because mm-hmm. there's, like, barely any Judy in there. So I thought that was really cool, juxtaposition. Yeah. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit more about that, because Judy is not doing well with <laughs> Steve's decision. Um, she's, you know, slicing her hand open by accident. She's just, she's having a rough go of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think about that entire sort of situation that was going on? Like, are you team Jen? Or do you, are you feeling bad for Judy in this situation? I mean, I do feel bad for Judy, but I don't condone what she did. Uh, it's understandable to be upset, but yeah, like, just kind of the stocking, light stocking that she was doing. <laughs> light stocking. Not good. Um, I... Yeah, but I, I do want to say I just real quick because I don't know how much time we have. But I, I really like the blanket. She got the blanket. Yes. That oh, Jen yeah. got the blanket for Judy. That was such a sweet moment. And it showed so that sweet. Jen has like a softer side. She's not like all harsh and mean and everything. So, yeah, but what about you? It's hard because, I mean, they just met, right? Mm-hmm. So at first I was like, how are you going to do that? This is your girl and you're really going to sell her ex's house. Like, that's so messed up. Then I'm like, okay, she's probably a little on edge. Like, you know, she trusts Judy, but, like, how much does he trust her? And, like, she's gotten some warning, so maybe she has some thoughts floating in the back of the, back of her head. You never know. So, um, yeah, it's 
it's that one's tough for me. Mm-hmm. That one's tough. I, I can see both of their sides on that one. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think, yeah. Absolutely. I do love the fact that we also get introduced to a new really cool character, or we, I don't, I don't remember if he was, if he was introduced in the pilot, but we get more of Abe, who's like the best yes. character in my opinion. Oh, he's so wonderful. Pure I, light. I love it. I love seeing his relationship with Judy because he's, in a way, one of the only people that Judy really has, mm-hmm. and I feel like he was probably pretty integral, you know, when she was going every, through everything with Steve, even if Abe didn't know, you know, everything that was going on, the fact that he was just so supportive and really cares for Judy, it was yeah. really, really um, lovely and something that Judy really needs, and he's so sassy and fun, too, like, mm-hmm. he wants the dating profile, which I think <laughs> is just the cutest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I think Abe is just like the absolute bomb. I want a spinoff. Come on, Abe spinoff. Oh Aww. yes, I want an Abe T-shirt. Aww. Wait, can we yes. make these? You guys, if anyone <laughs> make them, we need to make wants them. to design it, we will all buy one just to let you guys know. We have three customers right here. Someone yes. make an Abe T-shirt. I am begging you. Um, and then finally, the other sort of plotline that was you know rolling through this episode was Jen and the yellow car. So the yellow car is speeding along the road. She's jogging on. And Jen is fearlessly Mm -hmm. sort of calling them out, yelling Mm -hmm. at them. I just love her rage. Like, I love that (laughs) Jen gets to be so enraged, and we're, like, on her side for it. We're like, you know what? You deserve to do this. I'm I'm, I'm team Jen here. And then, of course, um, we see her eventually smash it with a golf club. Mm -hmm. Which I loved. I was like, yes, girl. (laughs) Because I, there's some people that I wish, yeah, that could happen. (laughs) Not to them, their card, but yeah, I just, I live downtown, so I encounter lots of people like that. We'll send Jen after him. And people who do keep speeding all the time. Come on, stop. <laughs> so I, that was very cathartic for me to watch because I'm like, yeah. yes, like it's something I'm like living watch. through her. Yeah, living through her because I don't want to go to jail, but uh, <laughs> it was I was definitely cheering her on when that happened. So I love Jen. She's very yeah. a cathartic character. So and I would say cinematically for me, I I just loved that scene because it was all in wide shot when she finally confronted the car. Mm. Like the first time you see it, the car is driving this way and like Jen's facing the camera and then mm. the second time, we it's so far away, all we see is them yelling in the car, like speeding and then reversing after she throws a rock and she's like screaming at him. Like, have you ever done that in a car when you're kind of mad at someone and you're like, what, what mm-hmm. dude? Yeah. And then like they slow down and you're like... Oh my god, oh god. she like freaking out. <laughs> Jen literally was like, alright, bring it on. She threw a rock and she was like, come at me, like, let's yeah. go. And then started cussing him out and I was like, Jen. I loved, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I totally agree. I love that scene. Um, I did want to point out because I've read so much like trivia on this show. Mm-hmm. It's very cool that the show had so many female writers and directors, and so the fact that they captured those really cool angles that you liked. Um, mm-hmm. I believe it was a female director for this episode, which was oh, very cool. cool. And I read somewhere that they shot the scene where Jen takes the golf club to the, um, the car like fifteen times, oh. and every time she would get back in the car, she would just start like crying because it was so like emotionally oh. heavy like not even it was just a lot like if you smash a car like I get it like that's a lot of release you're I conjuring think. something wow. yeah so okay. there's a lot of really cool articles I think BuzzFeed did like 37 things to know and so I'm like ooh oh, let's, read, let's read all of them so I would definitely recommend checking that out oh. and then finally this episode ends on the sort of ominous scene where um, Jen helps Judy take all of her stuff into the storage space which is right next to her storage space, which has a little something she does not want Jen to find out about. Um, yeah, were you guys as nervous as I was during that? 
I just want to know who picked the number. Like, I mean, if they're both there together and she picked, you know, because I've taken out storage units. Usually you can kind of pick. Or, I mean, it's just coincidence because I'm like, if you have a chance to pick, I would suggest something, but like, hey, what about this one? It's like Maybe really the one, like, <laughs> the other side. <laughs> yeah, come on, you know, help her out. So, I just want to know, how did that happen? But, um, yeah, I was very nervous for her. And then we find out the other new bit of news. Tell us. <laughs> that Steve was in the car. Oh, snap. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, oh, so this is what's gonna, that's, this is what's gonna happen every episode at the end. Apparently, we're going to find some, like, new bit of... A new piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So, um, now, it, you know, hunt. it's engaging. It makes you want to watch, like, right away. Because I'm like, I want to know. I want to know. But It's very bingeable. Like, it's all the cliffhangers. Yeah. So you're like, well, I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. Like, yeah. I guess we're just binging this whole thing. <laughs> There's no slow in the show. There really That's is not. Sure. It's yeah. amazing. So that kind of wraps up the main plot lines. But we are not done yet. We actually have a really, really cool game for you guys. Mia, take it away. Yes. So, everybody, we are going to play a little game we created called Dead or Tread. Incredible. Nice. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love this. I'm just, like, really embracing my inner gen right now. We are done. Love that for we us. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, yeah, things are about to get weird. So, we're going to basically take some moments from the show, from the first episode and the second episode. And there are scenarios that happened, and we're just going to kind of go through whether they'd be dead to us, if they did it to us, or if we'd move forward but tread lightly in the mm-hmm. friendship. So I'm obsessed with this game, by the way. This is I genius. love this so much. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is so fun. Uh, okay, so first, Jen going off on Judy. So... If that happened to you, like, Jen, you know, she was kind of, like, very angry. Mm-hmm. Not kind of, very angry. Aggressive. Um, and basically, let's say, you, like, you lied about something to your friend, and they went off on you. Would you guys be upset about it? Was it warranted? What do you think? Um, I, I mean, if I, like, like Judy, if I knew I did it wrong, then I wouldn't feel bad. I would tread lightly because, like, I do deserve it because I did mess up. Um, you know, if it's justified, I feel like I wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't be dead to me, so... Yeah, I want to say tread as well. However, like, I feel like I'm a very sensitive person, so I don't know. I feel like I'd just be so upset, like, <laughs> like, because that was so intense. Like, she's right, it scared me. But, I mean, objectively, I want to say that I would tread because I know that I was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I think I'd tread, too. Yeah. Yeah. If For I, sure. If it was, like, an innocent mistake, then, yeah, but... Yeah, that was a big, big doozy. All right, so this is one of my favorite ones. This is a hot topic. Jen moving forward with selling Steve's house after they reconcile things, uh, Judy and Steve. So if your best friend sold your ex's house, well, they're not really dead, best dead to you. Yeah, new best friends. Mm-hmm. There's still a, like probation period, I guess. Probation friends. Um, probation I, friends. I would be. I would tread. I wouldn't because I should know better. That I should probably like kind of. We're not together anymore. Um, you know, so we should, it's been a few months, you know, it's, it's not really your house anymore, so I feel like you can't be that upset. You can be upset a little bit, but not that, not dead to me upset, so. I would say Trent as well, just because she did it in a moment where she was obviously feeling mm-hmm. very, very emotional, like, she probably wouldn't have done it, you know, if she had, 
encountered it, you know, a day later after she had known the truth. Mm -hmm. So I think I would say tread just for that reason, because I'd be like, okay, like, it was in a moment where we were not on great terms. She was in a very emotionally vulnerable place, and for good reason. Yeah. (laughs) Taylor, I'm like, oh, she's going to start crying. (sighs) Guys, okay, I'd have to say dead to me. Oh, wow. Like, straight up. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're my good friend. (laughs) Yeah, like, if you're my good friend, and I went through this horrible horrific trauma with this guy and I'm like still in love with him and trying to like cut ties but like still love him and then even after you have the chance to back out like the next issue could have been like oh like just kidding and then you move forward with it like that's messed up to me that's a good point but then I you know just as a viewer watching the show I'm also like I get Jen's side too because I mean you don't know this girl kind of yet so yeah I would say dead to me so many sides to like each of these scenarios somebody uh, Glovis Jomo said love games you guys are cute oh thank you thanks guys and the heavenly gal 101 hi she's my friend great (laughs) panel loved hearing all your opinions on this intriguing and unique show yes and play along too tell us what if if it'd be dead to you or if you tread lightly so we'd love to know oh and then uh, spare me or sorrow said that uh, Abe is the MVP (laughs) yes he's the best character for a t-shirt we love it we gotta make this happen who do we talk to that should be the actual shirt Abe is MVP (laughs) that's what it should say I love it so you have another one yes one One last one let's do it okay so Jen letting Judy move in without consulting the kids and they're going through this grief dead if I was the child <laughs> like if there was just some oh. random like and especially the fact that it's like the guest house where your dad did all his music and that was kind of his space like if I was Charlie I I agree with him honestly at least at the beginning before I knew Judy mm-hmm. yeah shoot oh, it's hard because it would be I'd probably feel the same way too like at first it'd be like dead to me but then it's like once I get to know her know her story I'd probably feel a little bit more sympathy but you know and maybe like oh it would have been nice to know but then also she's the mom she's in charge Mm -hmm. and they're children so it's like but the babysitter oh yeah (laughs) yikes like I don't know if it was like her husband then yeah consult with your husband if she was you know obviously if he was still there but when it's your kids it's like they can't have a say in everything I'm a little tougher it's a safe space it's a safe space yeah that's true I would say probably tread lightly. It's almost like if it's, if it's your parents, you don't really have a choice, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate if you're a minor. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does like I, I think I do think that was pretty messed up not to be like, hey, are you okay? Are you where are you at mentally? Like, would this be okay? But at the same time, you have to trust in some ways, like as your parent, like if they trust this person's good. Yeah, like she said, she she you know she says that she thinks she's a good judge of character. So she, if she didn't think that you know that person is safe around her kids then like she probably or like is her kids are safe to be around that person she probably wouldn't have let them there in the first place so um so that's why it's like ultimately it's like her decision yeah which is what's so ironic about this entire thing so much and it's (laughs) just there is so much gray area like i feel like the fact that we could debate all the scenarios like just proves how amazing the writing is yes the fact that we're on board for everything that happened even if we have you know different personal opinions sometimes Mm -hmm. is just phenomenal so thank you so much for that amazing game we are unfortunately running very very short on time so um we are going to cut it off here but guys don't even worry. You don't even have to wait a whole week for us to come back because yeah. we are going to be back this Sunday at, I believe, 3 o'clock? Yeah, 3, three, three o'clock like uh, Pacific time. So definitely tune in for that. We're going to be discussing episodes 3 and 4. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Where can everyone find you on social media? 
Uh, Instagram at more than you think seven, and also on the Lunatics after show in like an hour. So. Incredible, <laughs> amazing. On Instagram, I am yours truly, Mia, like a signature on a thank you card. Um, so and cute. on Twitter, I am hot mess Mia because it's a hot mess over there. I love it. Thank you guys so much again. You guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne and on Instagram at Taylor underscore eighth. Gates underscore. We will see you on Sunday. Um, Misery Loves Company. Thanks for tuning in. Yes! (laughs) Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.